David, nice to see you. Glad you're on the show with us today. What do you think about the big rally today following Jay Powell's comments? Does it hold? Does this turn the tide of the week September that we've been seeing? Well, certainly, I think that Jerome Powell had a near flawless performance yesterday with the Federal Reserve. What I liked about it is he was a great cheerleader for the economy, saying that we've reached substantial progress to our employment goals, yet at the same time, you know, kept monetary policy quite dovish. He did not lay out a definitive timeline to start the taper, talked about it perhaps starting at the uh, end of the year. So it's kind of Goldilocks there, good economy, dovish monetary policy, then there's kind of gridlock. So what's going to happen next year? Well, nine members of the FOMC talked about a rate hike 2022, but nine in 2023. To me, that spells gridlock. We like gridlock in Washington because ultimately the status quo is going to prevail. So I think he did a masterful job. But let's not forget, of course, the good news coming out of China, uh, Nicole. Well, I know you have one of your opportunities today. You have uh, FXI China, when we talk about China. That's one of the names that you think could be a good uh, place in your portfolio, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, one of the key problems for this market is valuations. And certainly among the mega cap techs, we're way overvalued, at least relative to historic norms. And you can justify it due to the low interest rates. But if you look across the western pond, China, which is an economy 70% of the size of the United States, is the second largest economy on the planet. Their key stock market is down about nearly 30% since February. So for those who have acrophobia heights, this is an opportunity to buy into uh, a country that has some world-class companies. You know, Alibaba has, you know, three, three or four times the growth rate of the S&P 500 but it's not trading at less than the valuation of the S&P 500. DD, uh, another ride-hailing service, is trading at just one-sixth by some metrics what Lyft or Uber is. If I could if I could hail a DD to get me across town for one-sixth the price of uh, Uber, you know what I would do. But, you know, I'm not suggesting to buy any particular stock. Get a well-managed package. I'm suggesting the iShares large cap China ETF. FXI to get a diversified array. You know, again, that's done about 30% since February. Okay. And if you can hang on for a little while, I think you're going to do well. All right. So that's a China ETF, FXI. I have to turn your attention right back to FedEx, a name that got hit this week, right? We saw the quarterly numbers. They're facing some higher costs. Is this a buy? I think you start buying it now here. I mean, you know, FedEx, of course, is a duopoly with United Parcel Service. So basically, they've got all sorts of pricing power. But they sold off hard yesterday, I think, for a couple of reasons. One is they faced very difficult comps last year when everyone stayed at home and ordered everything to come to their doorstep. And second, of course, um, you know, labor issues. There's a scarcity of labor as people are slow to return to work. And of course, there's been some inflation. Hopefully, according to the Federal Reserve, it's just transitory. So they didn't quite live up to expectations. But I believe, Nicole, that's more than discounted in the stock price. Remember, as recently as late May, that was a $320 stock. Now it's about $230. So it's 30% off. And when you think about the trends in e-commerce where, by hook or by crook, we're going to be ordering more stuff online and more stuff is going to be brought to the door. The fact that right. it's so hard to come together with a network, I think that they have a big moat around them. So FedEx at about 11 times earnings looks good to me. You know, I'm almost out of time and you have Exxon, Verizon, CVS, and Berkshire Hathaway. 
Can you pick one or two, David, to tell us why they should go into the portfolio? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you several reasons for Exxon. One is, it's a great pandemic play. If we are correct, in fact, ultimately, we get past COVID-19, as there's more vaxes, more people take the vaxes, more booster, younger people, and so forth, the demand for energy is going to, just going to go up. But at the same time, because of social trends and concerns over global warming, there uh, a lot of investors and developers of energy resources are going cold turkey and stopping. And so when you look at what's going on in England, where natural gas prices have gone up 250% per uh, this year. It's an energy crisis that could well happen here where natural gas prices are already up 100% this year. And so I think ultimately natural gas and oil is going to be with us for years to come. So you have a situation where the industry leader is going to be facing less and less competition. And I love that 5% dividend, Nicole.